Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. You all have no idea how happy I am to be here. I won't give you the backstory, but it's wonderful. It's Monday. My goodness gracious. Where is the year going? This is the week of love. Well, every week should be a week of love. This is Valentine's Day week. So we're going to show you some love with a wonderful, wonderful set of guests here, by the way, February 12th. It's the 43rd day in 2024 in the Gregorian calendar. And I like to say that, well, he was Pope Gregory. And I don't know when he looked at the Julian calendar, Juan and Lisa and Tim. Uh, he looked at the Julian calendar. He said, you know, I think Julian messed up on those extra days that create leap year. I'm just going to move them around. I'm going to mm. put a day here and a 400 years later and put another day here, another day here. And I think he went to his mom and said, what do you think? And she said, good, let's name a calendar after you. So we ended up with the Gregorian calendar. Most of that is true, actually. So I call him one of the early creatives. How dare he? Yes, he did. There are 327 days remaining in the year. And what I usually tell my guests, oh, about mid-year is if you want to have a wonderful celebration for the upcoming New Year's Eve, start. If you want to make Kahlua, Lisa, get out all the go in the sink in the garage and start those flavors you've got to really get it early tim if you gonna if you had somebody who was making bootleg whiskey out behind the back of the house get that still going again and one if you want to buy some wonderful wine or champagne find an online liquor store and reserve it now because when you get into the fall it's all gonna be gone so there you go that's what but i'm not going to say that to you because there's 327 days left before we get into my opening poem and before we get into my guests doing their bios. I want you all to make the shape of the letter L with your thumb and forefinger. Either hand is fine. Here we go. One, there we go. Okay, on the count of three, you're going to join me and say hello, L, L, L. Just like that. One, two, three. Hello, L, L, L. Jordan, my engineer, you can write down that was the best one this year so far. Last week was pretty good. These three are. Right, right on top. LLL is lovely, lanky. Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. She's in Whitestone, New York. We have Ooh. a couple people from New York here. I've been trying to get her to move to a place with L. We thought London, but it was a little expensive. So I put up a fake GoFundMe account a couple years ago when, of course, it was fake, so we didn't raise any money. And I went through all the major cities in L in the country, and she didn't like any of those. And then I realized I was looking at the map because I wanted to move to London about a year and a half ago. And I have this habit of tilting my head. I'm trying to get new glasses so I don't have to tilt my head when I read. And when I looked at London, well, the N, the first part of London, the N, turned upside down and went into a U. And I ended up in Loudoun, Tennessee. We'll just leave that one. If I had a bada boom, if Jordan could play a sound effect for me, bada boom, brr, boom, boom, that was it. So that's the, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I live in Loudoun, Virginia. 
well, we have to talk. There we go. So let me read my opening poem. Now, I want you all to know that I collaborate with ChatGPT. Yes, I have the original version. And I ask it for a poem. And I put in a little bit of a bio from each of my guests. And then I am the human. I had a CAT scan of my head a couple weeks ago. I won't tell you why. And the doctor came out and said, we have good news. You have a brain. And I said, well, isn't that wonderful? I was very relieved. So I'm the human. ChatGPT is the AI. And here's what we came up with together. So listen up when I call your name. Just wave furiously for the audience. So welcome, audience dear, to Read My Lips Talk. We're authentic and real. Yes, we walk the walk. Here our creative tales unfold, led by me, a.k.a. Radio Red, my spirit, and my scarlet Mike Bold. Here we go. Tim McAfee, wave hello, penned juggling the journey to balance his time, helping others find their own sublime. With an MBA seriousness and a guitar in hand, he wrote Solving Sticky People Problems to Take a Manager's Stand. Brand. There we go. Lisa Geraci Rigoni, the declutter maestro, started the organizing mentors to help things go, go, go. Author of 17 Spatulas and the Man Who Fried an Egg book, she helps people reclaim space with a clearer look. Welcome, Lisa. And Juan Vitas, Juan, a marketing, a digital marketing ace in the website design, SEO, reputation, and AI space. He leads Winning on Wednesdays, Wow Networking, and he's a business person of the year. Juan impacts companies far and near. I hope you like that, Juan. So watch or listen. It's your choice. Join me, AK Radio Red, and hear my voice. I'm calling this the juggle of creativity in our view, Tim. Our episode new, A Symphony of Stories, Creativity in Full View. Meet Tim, Lisa, and Juan. Their tales and insights we share with you. So tune in, be inspired, share a smile on Read My Lips, where creativity is in style. What'd y'all think? That was amazing. Beautiful, yeah. You like that? Okay, anybody know how long it took when I said to ChatGPT, write a poem, here's the title of the episode, and I sent it, piece, most of the bios, how long did it take? Juan, you have a guess? Three seconds. A minute. Tim, what do you think? Well, I'm influenced by everybody else here, so I'm going to have to go with eight seconds. Juan <laughs> is right. It's three seconds. If you three go 1,001, 1,002, <gasps> before you get to three, it's there. It's, it's wonderful. Crazy. And by the way, a clue is with ChatGPT or any AI, any LLM, large language model you're using, be polite. Say please. Say thank you. Right? It treats you much better if you're very kind. I say mm. thank you. Great. That was good. How are you? Happy afternoon. You know, you pretend you're talking to a person. Lonely people like me are like that. So let's go around the table. I'm going to give you each three minutes. I'm not clocking. I have to tell this to Tim because he's first. Tim, I don't have a little hourglass with grains of sand because I'm not going to say to you, Tim, there are 14 grains of sand left in the little glass I've got. You've got 14 seconds to wrap up. Please do it now. I don't do that. But if you see me doing this, it means I'm off camera, you're on camera, full screen, and it means let's start to wrap up. Don't say, Red told me to shut up. We don't do that. Okay, Tim, let's have your bio. We want to know all about you. Welcome, Tim McAfee. Thank you so much. It's good to be here with all these interesting people on this wonderful show. I am from New York, Long Island specifically, sent to Mauritius. Probably no one has heard of it, but I'm way the heck out there on Long Island and have been here most of my life. And I teach uh, in the local community college business courses. And I have four grown children and seven grandchildren. 
And I see an incredible similarity among managing people, taking care of students, teaching students, raising children, and even taking care of customers. I think there's a communication respect thing going on or something like that. And it, I call it an integrated life. And Red mentioned I did juggling the journey some years ago, and then that was on balancing work and home. And I was trying to figure out how to do that. And we rolled out this seminar in California and with very good results many years ago. So my life has been trying to figure out the best way to do stuff for myself and then can pass it on to others. Balancing work and home, solving these sticky, excruciatingly painful sometimes people problems with employees. So how's my hourglass? Are we, we, we good? Oh, you've, got, you've got plenty of time left, but I was going to ask you, can you define, I know Juan wants to know this. He's a business person and Lisa as well. What is a sticky per? Who is a sticky person? I read the beginning of your book, Tim, and I, I know the answer, but give us just a couple of brief examples of what you're tackling in the book. Go ahead. So the if I could just give a just a brief history. When I was in college, I was trying to, I would ask a lot of questions. And sometimes I think I drove the professors a little bit crazy, like, you know, how do you do this? And what if somebody has a personal odor problem? I remember asking that question. Oh. And they, they would, they wouldn't like that question. And then I started working and I thought, you know, well, they, they have to have ways to figure out how to deal with stuff like this. Like to answer your questions, uh, personal odor problems, somebody comes back from work and they smell like alcohol, you know, from lunch, things like that, sticky things like that. And then I started teaching and I thought, well, there's got to be a teacher's guides that have this stuff. I couldn't find the answers. Then I started doing seminars and I thought, well, the curriculum you know, has to be infused with tricky hints for this stuff. I couldn't find it. So I thought, well, what works? What What are the things that really come together to help effectively uh, solve, if you will, sticky people problems and came up with this formula and I've been using it for a long time and it works when when applied properly. Thank you very much. I was on the board of directors of my co-op in Great Neck, New York, and we had a resident, a couple who lived there, uh, professionals, and they didn't realize that if you got in the elevator within two minutes after they were out of it, you literally couldn't breathe. And the board was really, really stuck on how do we, in a dignified manner, let them know that their hygiene was no longer in the realm of the way people who live in a building with other people need to. And we ended up, I think, calling their daughter, who was a psychologist in New York, and said, we really need help with your parents because we don't know how to approach it. You start, you brought it up, Tim. It's sticky people. So I, I but I, I can, I can relate to it from a, a quote unquote managerial topic, sure. a managerial perspective, because we had to deal with this in a building. We weren't, they weren't working for us, but they were living among us. We'll leave that one alone. Thank you very much, Tim. I appreciate that. I think when I met you at the National Publicity Summit, I thought your book was solving stinky people problems. And I <laughs> thought that would be, I'm sorry, I just had to. I'm the green room warm up comedian and I used to be funny. That was good. I used to do stand-up and Juan, now I just try to be funny sitting down. Juan knows me. Okay, let's move on. Lisa Geraci Ragoni. I had to practice your name. I only had mm, 10 seconds to do it, and good. I think I nailed it. Lisa, I'm putting you on speaker you view. Delighted to have you here. 
go ahead and declutter us, please. Welcome. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, on the uh, publicity summit, you were, you, I had my, I had you on my calendar since what, November, something like that. So can't believe it's here. Um, But I'm really thrilled. I've been watching some of your um, podcasts and some of your things and you're hilarious. Your people are amazing. And there's a lot of good content. Like there's, there's some really good stuff. So Thank I applaud you. you for putting all this together and having me on it. So, you well, know, there I'm thrilled you go. to be one you of your You still have best. three minutes. I gave you an extra 45 <laughs> seconds. I'm teasing for Tim's sake. Go ahead. Well, let's see. Uh, long story short, let's see. Uh, I My first career was a professional dancer, singer, actress. No problem getting in front of people talking. My second career, I owned a fitness company and um, and personal training company in Chicago. And we moved to Virginia. I'm just out of D.C. now. And I had a six-month-old, knew no one. So I joined a mommy and baby yoga class and then met people and started teaching classes at the YMCA. And I would be on play dates with my newfound friends. And inevitably, one of them would say, oh, my garage is such a mess. The kitchen's such a mess. And while the kids were playing, I'd say, well, let's declutter. Let's, Let's organize. Let's do something. And we'd start doing it. And and I just loved doing it. And I was good at it. And people, you know, my friends were like, wow, I didn't even know we had all that. And, you know, it feels so much better. And I found out, you have to read my book, 17 Spatulas and the Man Who Fried an Egg, number one in 11 categories on mm. Amazon, uh, a year ago tomorrow, uh, it came out. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's thrilling. Um, so they would say, you know, you're really good at this. And and for me, it was just something I did. I found out when I was 40, read the book to find out how, uh, that I had ADD, that I had had ADD my whole life. Wow. And so I went back and I would organize to calm myself. I had three brothers, grew up in a Polish-Italian household, and it was chaos everywhere. And my parents collected things. And, you know, never met a bag or a, a, a free thing that didn't come in their house, which is a lot of my clients, too. And so I would organize when I was just it was too much for me, you know, that or punch my pillow. Um, and so I was good at it and it, I used it for myself to, you know, calm the chaos around me. So when friends would ask me and, you know, one of my friends hired me to do a little organizing and I thought, OK, I'm good at this. I should you know, my friend said, you should do this as a business. And of course, my first instinct was, it, it's not a business, it's just something I'm good at. And then I did some research and I thought, oh, well, this is. So that was in 2007, 2008, I kind of started it. The name of my company used to be Leave It to Lisa. And when I started teaching and hiring people, I love, so people with ADD, me, uh, love acronyms because we can remember things. So Leave It to Lisa is L-I-T-L. So when I saw that acronym, LITTLE, I decided to use that for my proprietary system, the little system. And you have to read the book or go to my website to figure it out. But it's uh, you use those steps to make every decision in your life. Work with therapists, work with a lot of uh, psychotherapists and uh, social workers, people like that. And we use this system to make every decision in our life. And I wrote the book, 17 Spatulas and the Man Who Fried an Egg, to help people I've been in this business almost 20 years, help people ask the questions why they're holding on to stuff. So it's not really an organizing book as a professional organizer, but why do we hold on to stuff? And it's kind of a universal theme. 
and the reasons why we do. And it's really ask your ask yourself, is this serving me? People, things, memories, all that. So that's me in a nutshell. Thank you. You have to tell us what the L-I-T-L stands for other than leave it to Lisa if you say okay. it's a guideline. Briefly, go ahead. It is. No, it's it's really great. So the first L is let it go. The first step, let it go. What are the things in your life you know you don't want? You kind of did that on radio, you know, when you were on the summit. No, mm-hmm. I don't think she works for the, my thing. Let it go. Oh, no, I don't think this guy is. Oh, she does. Right. And then yep. or you're at dinner. Oh, I don't really feel like steak tonight. I had pasta yesterday. Maybe I'll have fish. Right. We we know what we don't want. Yep. That I is um, intentional. That's oh, I don't know. Boy, do I really want pasta tonight? I don't know. Or. Boy, I've had grandma's china for so long. Oh, gosh, what? I don't know. It's taking up so much space. So intentional and the decisions you make also, uh, you have to think about it. And I truly believe when you let go of things that don't serve you, you're intentional on what you want. Things come to you. And then the second, the third step. Well, it's really the there's two steps that two the two following are the results of taking those first two steps. Okay. And it's not easy. I'm going through it quickly, right? That's fine. Is transform. So you've transformed your space. You've transformed yourself. You're like, oh, I could do that. I was able to make those decisions, right? And then the L, the, the last reward is love it and live it. So you're living in a space that's less cluttered. Your brain is less cluttered. I talk about a lot about mental and physical clutter. So it's not just the physical clutter that that gets us. But you do that in every area in your life. It's pretty darn good. Thank you, Lisa. Love mm-hmm. it and live it. I saw one smile break out. And Tim as well, when you got to that last part, that's the reward, right? Mm-hmm. Love it and live it. Do it well. Thank you, Marie Kondo. Has nothing on Lisa. Durace. Nothing. Absolutely. There nothing. you go. <laughs> okay, let's go around the table. One more stop. Juan Vitas. I met Juan. He's not, was not at the publicity summit. I met Juan a couple months ago when I was invited. I had a Wednesday off from my radio show, my Technology Revolution. I was invited to attend his networking group. I was very impressed with how he leads the winning on Wednesday. Wow! And uh, he said to me, "I'd like to meet you and interview you." So. Juan did an interview with me, and he did an excellent job, beautiful job of editing it into whatever length he needed. Juan, this is live, and we're one hour, so there you wow, go. I don't okay. edit. Wow. So Juan <laughs> Vitas, I'm I'm very honored to have you here, and well, uh, thank, thank you. you. So go ahead, you tell everybody who you are. Well, well, first of all, thank you for having me here, and Tim and Lisa, great. Wow, I mean, great stories. And how do I follow up with that, right? <laughs> so, thank well, you you're so Juan Vitas, of course. <laughs> right. you, there you go. <laughs> thank you so much. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much. Yes, my name is Juan Vitas. And uh, my story is really simple. I, you know, I tell people I wasn't born here. I was born in El Salvador. I came here when I was four years old, escaping the war. But as I say, I was born in El Salvador, but made in America. So I actually, uh, you know, at the four years old, I came here to New York and I lived in Long Beach, uh, Long Beach, New York. So I grew up in Long Beach. So, uh, you know, I tell people uh, my background is, uh, you know, bagels and, and pizza. So, you know, I, that's my background. So that's what I grew up with, with ba- bagels and pizzas. <laughs> and uh, so no, it's, it's, it's all good, but it's, it's been wonderful. I've been here uh, over 40 years, you know, living in Long Island, and, and uh, I'm a true Long Islander. So, Tim, I'm from Long Island, too, so surprise. <laughs> Go Long Island. 
Me too, me yeah, too. we're all from Long Island, oh. so this it must be the water, the water, the water, right? The, the water, water that makes the bagels the best. The bagels Let's and the pizza. That. Don't forget the pizza the too. Pizza. Like, they right. gotta have the pizza, the dough. That's right. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so you know, all my life I didn't know what I wanted to be, and um, you know, at least just to let you know, I do have ADD too. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm full confess, I do have ADD. A lot so. of creatives too. A lot of creatives. So I I am an entrepreneur, and um, I I didn't know what I wanted to do in in in. You know, as a career in high school. So, but the one thing I did, I did very well, was play video games. So my first uh, video game system was an Atari system that my father bought back in 83. And back then it was a lot of money. It was like $150. So that was a great investment. And I was always captivated by the uh, graphics of the computer games. So naturally I gravitate to that. And with that, you need to have a faster computer processor, yada, yada. So that's how really I got really involved into the, com- into the computer field because of the gaming world. And then ultimately, when I wanted to become a, a video game programmer, but guess what? You needed math, right? So I sucked at math. I actually failed a math like three times. It just was terrible. I wasn't focused. That's what it was because you know my ADD was all over the place. I'd rather be playing handball outside than cutting classes and playing sports rather than being class and math class. And I took, I think, two summer schools of math and I did horrible. So anyway, long, make a long story short. Uh, I failed the Regis, uh, you know, math. So I didn't go for my Regis diploma. I didn't get my Regis diploma focused out there. I had full discretion, okay? And, and and to this day, I still talk to my math teacher, and my math teacher is surprised because she was like, how is it? You 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 you, you were not good at it, but you, now you became into the computer field because in the computer, you need calculus. You need all the great maths and all this stuff to study So in order to get you my computer program degree. But prior to beginning my computer program degree, again, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I went to high school or whatever college. So I naturally went to uh, uh, Nassau Community College and I did uh, liberal arts and I got, um, actually I got, uh, uh, you know, I took a computer courses and acting courses and from computer courses, I actually like computers. Uh, and at that time, um, I was like about 21 or so. I, I got an offer a job as a manager for Trader Joe's. So I was a manager for Trader Joe's. So talking about a sticky situation, I'll tell you a, t- a quick story of that I'll really have, if I do have time. But um, it's, it was, uh, there was a, an employee that, wore, um, that had an odor problem, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and how do you go and talk to them, right? And what it, to make a long story short, uh, it, what it turned out was the shirt was was too big, and he was scared of washing it because if he washed the, sh- the shirt, it would shrink. We didn't know this, and because of you know proper communication, and we just sat down, we just kind of told the truth, right? We were able to discover, and we ordered him more shirts. We were able to solve the problem, but we didn't know this, and we thought it was just a hygiene problem. But it wasn't a hygiene problem; it was a shirt problem that it needed to be washed. Can you believe that? So it was like a misunderstanding. But it just it reminded me of that sticky story. Just wanted to share that story really quick. <laughs> with you guys so yeah I, and i was a manager at trader joe's for uh, seven years i was going to do my career with trader joe's because um at the time my manager was like 45 and uh he was at his end of his career and you know he was making over uh, six figure salaries and owned two homes and we're getting ready to retire at 45 i'm like sign me up i'm t- i, I, I want to do it yes anyway moved up the ranks make a long story short i got into you know bumped it heads with the management and I said, you know what, this is probably not for me. And I went back to school for computer programming and the rest was history. I started my computer program uh, real quick. I don't know how much time we have, but are we doing on time? But you're good. Okay. The, uh, the thing about uh, getting my computer degree in the two thousands was really interesting because I had my computer degree. I could not find a job. 
I went mm-hmm. to over hundreds of job interviews. It was a catch-22. I had my degree, but I couldn't get a land a job because I have no experience. Nobody would take a chance to hire me. But the best thing that I did, we talk about networking, was that I became the computer club president for my my university, so uh, with which actually gave me some recognition for the professors. And so, one of my professors called me up and said, "Hey, Juan, my cousin's looking for somebody to to is paying fifteen dollars an hour to program internet telephones. Would you want that?" I'm like, "I'll take anything at this point. Just want to give me experience, you know." So naturally, I, I work and I started working for Jeff Pulver. Jeff Pulver was the co-founder of Vonage, a telecommunication company. Oh. And it was a voice of IP, and it was it was a wonderful experience. I got to travel a lot. Went to Silicon Valley twice. I went to, uh, you know, Atlanta. with trade shows, you name it. And the communication, I got to meet people from the FCC. It's just it was a wonderful. I went to SCES, which was awesome in Las Vegas. So you consumer electronic shows for the folks that don't know of there. Unveil the latest and greatest in technology. Listen, in, in heart, I'm a geek. I'm a technologist. You know, so I love technology. So I, I, I'm into that. And uh, naturally, um, anyway, uh, when I started working for my first job, I, you know, like everything else, you, you get, like, get let go. And I still love jobs. I still communicate with my first boss. <laughs> but I started my own company. And I remember putting an ad on Craigslist uh, for a website for $300. And the rest was history. Now I've done over 1,000 websites. I've done uh, for corporations. And naturally, from websites, I went to uh, search engine optimization. People wanted to be on the first page of Google. So I helped a lot of businesses be on the first page of Google. The last couple of years, I worked with, with primarily law firms. I did the National Bar Association website. So I've done over 100 law firm websites. So for some reason, <laughs> lawyers are gravitating towards me because they see what I've done. I got one of my clients on the first page of Google for a divorce attorney in Brooklyn. And he's happily, he's going to do a video testimonial. So I'm really excited. Thank you so much. And that's pretty much it in the last story. And oh, my networking group, if you guys are more than winning, winning on Wednesday, you guys are more than willing to come to my networking group, which is winning on Wednesday. We meet every Wednesday, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It, you're, you're welcome to, to come. And we just network like this in, in a Zoom setting. Thank you so much. And that's been my time. Thank you, Juan. We can, uh, you can communicate Lisa and Tim mm-hmm. with Juan by email. You have each other's emails. Sure. His, his group is very well run. Thank you all for the bios. I appreciate that. Now, this is the part of the show where I've asked each of you to please. Oh, by the way, uh, you didn't notice. Uh, Lisa and Tim might have. One didn't. I had to leave and walk away for about 40 seconds while you were talking, Juan. And the reason was we've had rain here steady almost four days. Mm. Oh, wow. And just as Juan started to give his bio, the sun blasted through my window. And you could see I was in bright sun. I couldn't <laughs> see the screen. And I'm ducking down. I can't see my notes. What am I going to do? And I said, well, this is got." So I put one on speaker view, which you were. And I ran out from my green screen. And I couldn't get the shade to close. Jerk. Pull the line. Pull it. Finally, I got it. So Tim and, and Lisa were listening to one, but they were watching where is the sunshine coming? I, I thought I said something that, you know. No, <laughs> no. Listen, this is reality radio. This is visual. And I I'm have to joking. I have to admit right. to it. But all of a sudden, I've got, got this bright. It was it was like the heavens had opened oh, up. Good. It was a, this moonscape behind me. It's like it had had lights inside of it. So there we go. So let me go to the to the quotes now. I've asked each of you to send me a quote from a fictional movie or TV character or a song mm-hmm. lyric. And you're going to let's uh, let's take about two minutes each to describe what it has to do with your creativity. And then we'll go to your creativity mm. statement. So Tim McAfee sent a quote from uh, an American romantic comedy film, 2016 called Mike and Dave need wedding dates. 
I've never heard of it. Uh, written by so-and-so and so-and-so, stars Zach Efron and Adam Devine, love Adam Devine from uh, Modern Family, as brothers who put out an ad for dates to their sister's wedding. So Dave Stangle, played by Zach, says, Grandma, meet Alice. She's super smart. And Mike, played by Adam Devine, says, Tatiana, she's a school teacher. And Tatiana, played by the wonderful Aubrey Plaza, who did some great ads at the at the Super Bowl yesterday, says, the key to teaching children is repetition. You'd be surprised how stupid they are. (laughs) (laughs) The girls aren't teachers at all. So, Tim, rescue me. What does this quote have to do with your creativity other than it was really (laughs) fun to research the scene? Go ahead, Tim. I asked my students this morning if they ever heard of the movie, and, and none of them had. So I thought, well, you know, should I have picked another quote? But the reason I love this quote, and I really do, is because it, it it's so bizarre and so ridiculous, yet at the same time, I really believe that a lot of people believe it and subscribe to it. And my personal <clears throat> pedagogical teaching philosophy is why memorize? Because, you know, we have a, a glut of thinking employers want people who can critically think. And that's what we talk about, critical thinking. And I explained to the students, that's what it is. And the, the so many teachers with all good intentions really believe that rote memorization is the way to go. And at the college level, especially where we're talking about managing people, which is my perspective, the, the, the memorization really doesn't serve us, but thinking clearly and being able to reflect on theories and how we're going to use them and how we're going to manage situations better are just so much more more wonderful and applicable so the the i i believe that the first step toward generating creativity in others like students for instance is to not memorize and just ask them to think more and i know that sounds so simple but that's that's i think something we all need more of Thank you very much. Very, very well put. Appreciate it. I love love this scene. <laughs> very interesting. Uh, okay, let's move on. Lisa Geraci Ragone. I'm just so thrilled I can pronounce your you name. Got I have it. no I idea. I, I'm just delighted. You've picked a quote from The Rose, a song written by Amanda McBroom. I didn't know that, made mm-hmm. famous by Bette Midler in the movie The Rose. McBroom's manager said, why don't you write Bob Seeger type of tunes to expedite a record deal? She was going to make a deal, and he said, you know, get a little more storytelling. She wrote The Rose in 45 minutes. I don't know oh, if you knew wow, that, Lisa. No. The song is one verse musically repeated three times. She said, when I finished it, I realized it doesn't have a bridge or a hook, but I couldn't think of anything to put in there. She believes the song struck a universal nerve because, Mm. quote, it's a message of hope that's very easily understandable. It was first recorded by Bit Miller for the soundtrack of The Rose 1979 Mm. closing credits, but the song wasn't written for the movie. And Amanda says, I wrote it in 1977 or 1978, and I sang it occasionally in clubs. Jim Neighbors had a local talk show, and I sang it on his show once. So here's the line Lisa has picked. Just remember in the winter, far beneath the bitter snows, lies the seed that with the sun's love in the spring becomes the rose. Oh, chills. I just got goosebumps. I know. Lisa, I didn't sing it. I would have ruined the show. I tried not to. But go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us. What does this have to do with your creativity? Go ahead. Um. 
everything that I have done and my mom has, you know, taught me, my mom, my mom's very important to me. Um, uh, very hard, but very good for me at the time. Um, she's passed away now, but I believe everything that she went through, everything that I've gone through starts with, it has to have a seed, right? Any thought, I mean, your business started one with a seed, your, you know, everybody starts with a thought and it has the potential to be whatever it is. The thing that I love about the symbol of the rose is that it's beautiful, but it also has thorns. So it's very protected. So my creativity and it, it, and it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. And this is the thing that's just come up for me now um, at this moment that I didn't really realize. Um, with being created, you have to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you have to hone your own. For me, I have to hone my own craft and I have to be comfortable with myself giving out my information. Uh, it takes it's it's taken a long time. And I think actually writing my book, because I go through a lot, I went through a lot writing my story in the book, has made me a lot stronger in who I am. Because I've realized all those thorns that were protecting me weren't serving me. They were keeping me isolated. So when you ask that, I actually asked a couple people, I was like, you know, especially my, like my, one of my best friends and my brothers, I was like, what would be a song that would represent me or, you know, that I've sung? Cause that was actually one of my audition songs I used to sing all the time. Cause it was, it had deep meaning for me. And when my sister-in-law said that, I was like, that's, that's exactly it. That's it. And you can be as beautiful as, as, and, and that, that's also another thing. You could be as beautiful as anyone, but then you have those thorns that are nasty. Um, but I think protecting what I've learned, and literally I'm thinking about this right now, what I've learned through writing my book has made me uh, more confident in my outer beauty, inner beauty, whatever it is, but my confidence in myself. Thank you, Lisa. Thank mm -hmm. you for the introspection shared. Yes, yeah. we do creative types. We do create. We do put ourselves out there. We do take risks. We mm -hmm. become vulnerable. We have to keep our confidence and keep our direction. And we have to decide if that's really what we want to do. On one of my mm -hmm. early TV shows on public access in Great Neck, one of my neighbors said, to, she called me and she said, I didn't like the skirt you wore. I thought you should have worn pants. I didn't think you had enough makeup on. You need more lipstick. And I want to say Adele. She's long gone. Adele, have you tried doing live TV? Have you put together a production? Have you invited guests, done interviews, had a crew, fed everybody, made nice on anybody, designed the set? Have you done all that? Thank you. And the, the next part was an expletive I didn't say, but I said it under my breath. So I didn't change. I put a little more lipstick on and that was about it. Yes, we mm -hmm. do become vulnerable. Let me move on. Juan, I want we have so much to cover. Juan has picked a quote from Enter the Dragon, a 1973 martial arts film starring Lee, played by the one and only who left us way too soon, Bruce Lee. It's one of the most successful martial arts films ever made and one of the greatest films of all time in that genre. 
It's among the first films to combine martial arts action with spy film elements and the emerging black exploitation genre. Its success led to a series of similar productions combining those genres. Bruce Lee played Lee, a martial artist who instructs pupils at the Shaolin Temple. He's given an assignment to infiltrate something called Hans Island. Uh, it was his final completed film before his death in 1972. He was only 32 years old. So here is the quote that Juan has selected. Don't think, feel. It's like a finger pointing away to the moon. I've got moon behind me. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. Juan, two minutes. What does this have mm. to do with your creativity? It's a beautiful quote, Juan. Thank you. In a way, I guess what Tim was saying, and I, and I got to pick it off with this, Tim, it just, it, you, got, you can't force things, just let it happen organically, you know, and, and let the feeling and emotion just to, to take over because I think that what creativity involves is a feeling, a mood, an energy, a vibe, and however that comes and however you express it, whether it be music, art, however you express that, you know, it, creativity is just, you know, comes from a feeling. Thank you very much. And it's also, mm -hmm. I like to tell people when I get the opportunity to mentor somebody, one, I say to them, if you see a little crack in the window or a little space in the door and a little bit of light is coming through, and I know that, um, oh, who's the Canadian who, uh, yeah, no one who used to talk through his songs, I forget his name. Anyway, uh, Leonard Cohen, Leonard Cohen wrote about that. And find that light, find that view to the moon and open that window, push open that door and find something in there for you. Juan, you agree? Yes. And, and one thing mm -hmm. I was going to say, well, to add that point, it, uh, you love music, you're a fan of music. A lot of mistakes come made the music greater. You know? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you all for the quotes. Now I'm going to pick one creative statement from each of you. You sent me four, but I, I pick one from each. I will read it to you. You don't have to go find it. And um, I'm going to pick one and I'm going to read it. And if anybody has anything to say very briefly, just wiggle. I think you all have 10 fingers. By the way, mm -hmm. let's see if we could do this. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. Yes. Uh, Apple in the new Sonoma Aww. put in all kinds of uh, screen embellishments. There we go. We've got firecrackers now, fireworks, and I can make it rain. Oh, I'm not going to do it anymore. Anyway, thank you very much. And heart. We'll do the heart. See if I could do the heart. Uh, my hands are all sideways there. We should get hearts. And for Valentine's Day, I'll try to work on this for the All end. All your fingers. All your fingers. Oh, that's it. All your fingers. Uh, I can make a heart. Not happening. Not happening. Mm -hmm. on this Sonoma it's in shit. front of your face, maybe. Put it on the moon. There we go. Oh, look there are the hearts. Moon. There are the hearts. Okay, good. Now we wow. have hearts for Valentine's Day. It's cool. So uh, if anybody, uh, Lisa or Juan, want to say anything about what Tim said, just wiggle one of your polite fingers, not the middle one at me, and I will call you. But that's just going to be a one-minute response. So Tim said in statement number three, Mr. McAfee, you say, my best ideas mostly come from stupid thoughts. I had to, <laughs> I had to pick this one. Uh, when I let my mind wander and even start jotting down some of these crazy ideas that no one should ever see see. After a while, they end up being material I can actually use for new marketing programs. Tim, two minutes. Talk to us. Unpack, please. Go so I, I don't usually use the word stupid. I, I, I used to tell my kids, you know, stupid's a bad word because because I think it is. I think it's derogatory. However, sometimes I'll be thinking, like you said, Red, and it will really be stupid. And one idea that comes to mind I was thinking about the really literally doing nothing and thinking about the word out. It was baseball season and I thought out, out. 
you know, the, the word out is used a lot. And then I started thinking about take me out to the ball game. And I was dwelling on that. And the word out within that song, you're going to think I'm a little bit wacky here probably, but that's never, okay. Never. And, and then I thought, what a great song that is. And what does the word out really mean? It means, I mean, it's got positive connotations. You're out there doing stuff, but you're, you're way out, you know, that's negative, or maybe that's positive too. And then I thought, what can I do with this information? And then I thought of my whole solving sticky people problems formula. And that was kind of out there. And I always felt like I was in a minority, like on the outside looking in to this formula or something. And why didn't other people know this? And then I came up with this theme song to the tune of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. <laughs> and it uses the word out in it. And I thought, well, I can have hand gestures to that, too, because when we do little, you know, songs with little kids, we do hand gestures and, you know, the wheels on the bus and all that stuff. And I wrote this song to the tune of Take Me Out to the Ball Game," which became the theme song to Solving Sticky People Problems. And you have to picture this in like in a seminar of working people, like people dressed up at work, you know, and there I am. And I come in with a guitar and say, OK, let's sing the Sticky People Manager's theme song. And we do. And I'll tell you, it's a little risky. You feel a little bit like, wow, what am I doing here? And most of the time, it's well-received. Very. I, I, I should have gotten you to say more about your guitar because that was in the intro I did for you in the poem at the opening of the show. That's wonderful. You, you probably take people bring them to a place where they weren't expecting. What's this guy? He's talking about being a manager and he's got a guitar. What are we going to do? Sing along? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it it resonates on so many levels, Tim. Creative, different, uh, getting them uncomfortable, but yeah. having a little bit of fun in a business sense. Very clever. Very, very clever. I gave the comments. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. Lisa Geraci Ragoni. I'm still with the name. There you, you go. Are. I'm picking number one. Okay, let oh, me read it. I don't remember what it is. Well, you're not supposed to. I will read okay, it. Okay, good. Being able to think and execute ideas outside the box is my creativity. I hate rules. I never read directions. I try to figure things out on my own. Sometimes it is disastrous. My husband's very logical, methodical, and follows the rules. I believe it impacts my creativity because I'm almost always creating and thinking, hmm, how else can this be done? Or what's an easier way? Lisa, two minutes. Go ahead. Oh, gosh. Yes, I forgot about that one. Yeah, it's so funny because my husband is like, this is how it's supposed to be. And uh, always reads directions, always follows the rules, doesn't go over 60 miles an hour. Like it's, it's, I, I love him because he is that way. Right. And then there's me that misses a piece when I'm putting something together, you know, <laughs> how does this work? I, you know, the ADD is like, and I'm always, I can think of a better way to do this. I can think of a faster way to do this. Uh, and that's, I, that's how I've just, gotten through life, you know, just kind of by the, what is it? Flying by the seat of my pants. Yep. Um, and if I am, if I do have to think again, like within, within the parameters, it's very difficult for me. And, uh, up until now, um, I've, I've, I've thought that I hate structure. I do not like structure or planning, even as an organizer, right? 
when we're in, we're, I always say we're not the pretty organizers. We don't come in and color code your things and make pretty boxes and label things. Those just aren't the clients that are gravitated towards me. You know, they're people that want to reclaim their space mentally and physically. They just want to live in, you know, peace. So when someone says, oh, you have to time block your schedule and you have to just, you know, prioritize things, that doesn't make sense to me. But now that I have, I'm doing my audio book, I'm doing a speaker workshop, I'm doing, you know, my book, I'm, or I'm managing my team, I'm, you know, I'm a mom, you know, I have all these things, I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to try this whole scheduling and blocking things. And um, it's actually working. So um, but I'm making it my own, right? I didn't, you know, I'm not conforming. I'm creating what works for me. So I think a lot of people with ADD do not like to be told how to do things. I think a lot of people don't like to be told how to do things. My husband does also, you know, he's like, I got this. Um, but it really stifles my, you know, it just stops me. It almost stops me when someone says it has to be done this way. I wouldn't be here doing read my lips radio if I had, listen to people or if I had asked what people thought, I really didn't care. I just wanted to talk about creativity with three or four people every week. Mm. I think I broke the mold. I broke all the rules. Everybody's doing interviews. You're all, well, Tim and and Lisa, I met you at the National Publicity Mm -hmm. Summit. You booked 30, 40, 50 interviews. I tell people this is not an interview show. It's a party. We're we're just having a party speaking (laughs) among ourselves about what's on our mind about creativity. And maybe a couple people are watching, you know, it's well, we more than a, a little couple. cocktail. Well, I no, have two or three like, people. It's very, yeah, I'm it's very me. casual. I like it. I'm very, I'm very, very casual. And it's mm-hmm. all fun. So it let's is. move on to one. I'm picking statement number one. It's long. I'm going to read a little bit. I think you'll all appreciate this. One says, for me, creativity stems from inspiration drawn from various sources, such as watching TV shows, listening to music, engaging in conversations with my friends. These spark my imagination, leading to creative ideas. The concept is common among great artists who often find inspiration of the in the work of their peers. I'm going to stop there. Let's keep it on the casual creativity side. Juan, why don't you unpack this for me, please? Go ahead. You know, yeah. I mean, the great artists sometimes you know they they don't they take and 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 they uh, they build upon it. You know, I always tell my clients, don't reinvent the wheel. Just always take a look at uh, what's something that's already out there, and it's just inspire, build upon it, make it better. Yeah, uh, you know, and you can always improve it. So, and that's basically it. Well, mm. talk to me about the influences, music, conversations. What right. what part yeah. of the creativity do you get from, for example, watching a TV show? So, my, my my viewers would like to know a little more. Go ahead. Okay, so you like you know anything that you're watching, anything that comes up, then will inspire you for to be creative or an idea, right? Such as like a character or a situation or something like that in in a TV movie or anything that you can see that might be inspiring. Be like, oh, that's a good idea. I could. No, has anybody done something like that? You could get a, a lot of great ideas and suggestions in movies and stuff like that that you can you know spark up things you never thought about there you go i'm going to read you all a little clip i have uh, an interview i found out about with david byrne remember david byrne from talking heads okay Mm -hmm. david byrne was interviewed last year on uh, something let me see um 
Songwriter and former Talking Heads frontman David Byrne was a guest on writer Stephen Johnson's How Ideas Happen podcast. And he was asked, how does he find his inspiration and develops it into songs? I'm going to read this, and I think you'll all get a kick out of this. He says, sometimes I have just the title of a song that comes to me, and I write it down. And I go, expand on that. I think there's something there. And I also have in my computer a whole lot of musical ideas that maybe have a melody, a nonsense word melody, awaiting the words. But I need something to start with. It's hard to start from nothing, right, Juan? I'll accumulate these very little beginnings. That was the title of this interview. When I come back, I've got something to build on. Our minds fizz with fragments of ideas, puzzles mm. to ponder, clues, Lisa, on how to fix a problem. Mm -hmm. Most of us undervalue that chatter. Writers and artists systematically capture the little beginnings. This was an interview that I found, and I keep it in my notes. Resonated with all of you, I hope. Oh, yes? gosh. That's yeah. awesome. Yes. Mm -hmm. Juan, you sparked yes. that. I keep yeah. it in the bottom of my notes in case I want to read you. it. Let's. Well, thank you. We have seven minutes left. I got some stuff to do here. So I want to thank you all for the quotes and for the creativity statements. So let's do some birthdays. Has anybody ever heard of Judy Bloom? Mm, Remember? Yes. Okay. Uh, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. A uh, tale of a fourth grade, nothing super fudge. Well, she is 86 years old today. Oh, so happy, happy birthday, birthday, Judy Bloom. Is that something? You've all heard of, uh, I think you've heard of Josh Brolin. I think he's James's son mm -hmm. and uh, the stepson of somebody we all know very well. Uh, he played Llewellyn Moss in No Country for Old Men. He was in The Goonies, Men in Black 3, True Grit and Milk. He played a villain in The Avengers. He is, anybody want to guess how old Josh Brolin is today? 70 something maybe no you oh he no no that's his father he's 56 oh josh the young guy he's, he's 56 yes oh 56 uh, 56 okay. today is abraham lincoln's original birthday he died at 56 he was the 16th u.s president led us through the american civil war and the 13th amendment to abolish slavery very timely topic mm. we don't do politics mm. on my show i have two people who are social media stars, and I'm going to tell you why we're going to celebrate their birthday. On YouTube, there's a young lady named Katrina Bruno, just the way it's spelled. She's 23. She creates vlogs and couples-style contents of short short videos. Uh, she's had her YouTube channel since she was 11, where she used to publish squishy toy reviews. I know, Lisa. <laughs> I'd like you to go organize her closet. But yeah. I have to tell you that she only has 9 million subscribers oh, right now on YouTube. That's it. So we're celebrating her oh. birthday. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. Last week, I had somebody with 43,000 views on one video. Now, on TikTok, we have a young lady who's 27 named Jessalyn de Oliveira. And she does dancing videos and choreography and lifestyle pictures. I have to do this. And she only has 1.1 million fans. Juan, you, you need to give her some advice <sighs> on SEO and all that. Okay. Now, let's do some music events and music history. All right. In uh, 1924, at the Experiment in Modern Music concert at Aeolian Hall in New York, a sold-out crowd checked out something new called Jazz. George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue was performed oh. in public for the first time. George Gershwin was on a piano backed by an orchestra. Jazz, 1924. Is that something, Tim? In 1955, the Maguires sang Sincerely. It hit number one. I'm trying not to ruin the song. In 1961, the Miracles, Shop Around, Better Shop Around, Certified Gold. In 1972, on the state, Al Green's Let's Stay Together hit number one. And that song, 11 years later, 
Tina Turner did a cover of Let's Stay Together, and it revitalized her career. There you go. In 1977, Barbara Streisand's soundtrack album from A Star Is Born hit number one. It was her fourth number one after People, Stony End, and The Way We Were, and it includes the hit Evergreen. We all know that one. Mm -hmm. In 1997, David Bowie earned his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame outside the Hollywood Galaxy Theater. In 2015, on this date, Weird Al Yankovic became the first ever guest editor at Mad Magazine on issue number 533. And in 2017, on this date, Adele opened the Grammys with Hello, which won Song of the Year, Record of the Year. Later, she sang Fast Love in a tribute to George Michael, who had passed away in 2016. Before she finished the first chorus, she stopped and said, I'm starting over. I can't mess this up for George Michael. I have seen videos, shows of Adele where she will stop and say, no, that's the orchestra is in the wrong key, or I started, and she starts over. It, it takes a lot of you know what to do that. Now, today is February 12th. I want you all to put your arms around each other, uh, yourselves, because you can't see. It's hug day. It's National Hug Day. Good. Hey. It's also National Braden Day. If you know anybody named Braden, wave hello to them. It's not a birthday. It's National Clean Out Your Computer Day. I'll leave you all to mm. decide if you want to. It's National Lost Penny Day. Heads or tails, I know. It's Plum Pudding Day. I've never had it. It's Oatmeal Monday. Huh. It's Love Data Week. That has to do with cleaning your computer. And it's National Jello Week. This is February. Uh, it's African American Heritage and Black History Month. I'm going to say this very quietly so nobody gets upset. It's National Condom Month. It's also Spunky Old Broads Month. We'll leave that alone. I think oh, they might have funny. something to do with each other. I should write that down. There you February, go. I can send yeah. it to you. It's Adopt a Rescued Rabbit Month, Humpback oh. Whale Awareness, Library Lovers Bird Feeding Month, Blah, uh, blah, blah Buster, Bust the Blahs, Embroidery Month, Goat Yoga Month, Haiku Writing Month, Mend a Broken Heart, Pull Out Your Sofa Off the Wall, Return Shopping Carts to the Supermarket Month, Dog Training Month, Dog Training Education, and Bike to Work. It's also Berry Month, February. Chocolate Month, Fabulous Florida Strawberry Month, Great American Pie, Avocado Month, Banana, Cherry, Fondue, Grapefruit, macadamia nut, and sweet potato. In 2014, we've got two minutes left. In 2014, I had top tips for women as my notes for the radio. I've been doing this a long time, and I want to read you the first number one on the top 10. Aspire to be Barbie. The biatch has everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't throw anything away, Lisa, and it helps. What year was that? 2014. Aspire to be Barbie. The biatch. Another one is if the shoe fits, buy one in every color. And take life with a pinch of salt and a wedge of lime and a shot of tequila. <laughs> Need a support group, cocktail hour with the girls. When life gets you down, put on your big girl panties and deal with it. And uh, lead me not into temptation. I can find it myself. We all know those. Okay, mm. I'm going to do my closing. I have one minute left. So join me here. I'll tell you what we're going to do together. Listen up. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. That's for you, Lisa. Break the rules. Forgive mm -hmm. quickly. Kiss slowly. It's the only way to kiss. Love truly. You're going to join me in a quick laugh, very, very loud. Laugh uncontrollably. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're good. Last week they didn't laugh much and never, ever regret anything that made you smile. Final words. Work like you don't need the money because we're the only ones who really care. We know that. Dance like no one's watching. When I was teaching disco in high heels in a cafeteria in a high school in Eugene, Oregon, and I was on top of a Formica table because they wouldn't give me a stage. Everybody watched because they thought I would fall I off, and I, I didn't. Sing like nobody's listening. I tried yeah. not to. Love like you've never been hurt. We all have. Get over it. Let your heart rejuvenate. Let it grow back. Learn to love again. Money talks. Chocolate sings. La. And last but not least, I stole this line from a host 20 years ago. 
Thank you for turning me on. Thank you to Jordan, my engineer. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa Geraci, Ragoni, Juan Vitas, Tim McAfee. Don't go away. Are we good, Jordan? Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week. <laughs>